Hello and welcome to the Talking Transformation podcast. This is Matt Bird and today I'm delighted to have with me my great friend Bishop Mossa Sonu, the presiding bishop of Grace Bible Church based out of Soweto in South Africa. Mossa, great to have you with me today. Thank you, thank you, thank you so much, Matt. No, we were just catching up just now and you were telling me about, about an amazing project. But before we get on to that, just yes. tell, me a li- tell, tell my listeners today a little bit about the church here. Yeah. When yeah. did it begin and what sort of impact have you seen of the church in Soweto? Well, our church uh, began in 1983, or let me rather say, I became pastor of this church yes. in 1983. The church was started in 1982, actually. Was How many of you were there then? Well, when I became pastor in 1983, uh, after a, a week or two, we were 35 people. No! <laughs> though though when, I, when, I, when I took the church over, there were like 120 people. Yeah. But you know the usual, You right? preached it down the, before you preached it up. I think I did. <laughs> <laughs> and, how, and today, I mean, how, how many of you are Grace Bible Church today? We, we should be around 30,000, 40,000, if not more. Wow. Than that. Yeah, That's amazing. 40, yeah, it's and you've crazy. seen that happen in under, under 40 years. Yes, about 37 years, 36, 37 years, just about. I, I tell you, it's, it's, it's by God's grace, and yeah. we are very thankful. And now there very are thankful. 62 campuses. A yes. Grace Bible Church. Yes. Around South Africa. It's around South Africa. Although most of them are in Gauteng, yes. but we do have other provinces. Your Cape Town, we have Polokwane, Port Elizabeth, and yeah. so on. It's about 62 campuses. And yeah. uh, uh, most of them, of course, are in schools because we're a fairly young movement. Yeah. We're still studying. But yeah. the, the rest, we are in buildings that we, by the way, own. Yeah. They are all paid for. No, nobody's nobody subject yeah. to. Build this is all from the people. That's what I did when I started uh, Matt. Uh, I, I had a very strong belief that mm. our people need to learn to do things for themselves. We need to challenge ourselves. Look, if we get, if we are helped, yeah. all the better. But we should start with what we have. Mm. And I'm glad that we made those decisions because mm. not only is it in terms of money, but it, it spared a spirit of people serving in yeah. everything. Yeah, amazing. And them being there and realizing that, you know, serving is the best thing that people can do. And then yeah. that spirit is very much in the yeah. church. People serve a lot. So, and so as a growing new church over the last 40 years, lots of your campuses yes. meet in schools. Yes, most of them. So and you were just telling me about something about what the church did yes. in those schools. I mean, talk to me about the sort of what those schools are like. Well, many of the schools, uh, some of them are not in a great uh, state, you know. Uh, They're not well looked after, some of them, and so on. And so we've said uh, to the the, our churches that are in schools, let's let's make sure uh, we we make the school to be good, in a good condition. Mm. Uh, Let's add value. And, And so not only do we have a great upkeep of the school during the year, but at the beginning of the year, there's a massive campaign where our people volunteer to go and totally revamp the school. We do the gardening, we paint the schools, we do the classrooms, we fix electricity, uh, the taps, where water is leaking, we just leave it in a great... And you know, the impact it's had, uh, the principals have responded to that. One of the principals actually was telling us that he's really so emotional about what we did. He said... He, 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 he wasn't expecting that to happen. 
Yeah. In one of the schools, we were told that, you know, the school governing body had made a decision yeah. that churches should no longer use the school as of 2020. Yes. But because of what we did, they have reviewed the decision. <laughs> Funny that, isn't it? Oh, yeah. <laughs> but, you know, as people are listening to this podcast today, yeah. they may be leading a church or involved in the leadership church yeah, yeah. that's meeting in a school. Yes. And, yes. and they pay for that privilege. Yes. Um, but but what if they do what you've done? I mean, I mean, how, how, what would be three tips? So if you're if you're speaking to a pastor or a yeah, leader in a church, yeah, yeah. and they think we meet in a school, actually we could bless that school. Look, I don't know if there's any better way of preaching the gospel than doing it through good deeds. Mm. And it's even more shocking to people when you 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 just do it, mm. not because they ask for it. You just go out of your way to be good. Yes. It opens so many doors uh, in terms of people's view of God, people's outlook of what the church is, people's openness. Mm. You know, in our case now, they allow us to go into some of the schools now yeah. to interact with the children, teach some of the things. And when they have issues, they ask us to come and intervene. It's just an open door for the kingdom. That's and that's what it's about. You know? So these people discovering that... that this is actually good news. The church is good news. Oh, yeah. In fact, some of the schools that we have been in for several years, they, they tell us that they're not going to let go of us. <laughs> you must keep meeting in our school. Yeah, they say you must just keep meeting. In fact, what I also found interesting, they were telling me, one of the schools, they, they actually gave us the statistics of how the school changed in terms of the pass rates, yes. the morale in the school, yes. and so on. And they said, this is them saying it, Ever since you came here, our school has moved. One school, I think, when we first went, they were on a 30% pass rate. This year, last year rather, they achieved about 80% pass rate. Wow. Because the, the environment really the does make a difference. The, I tell you, the church leaves a certain environment in a place. Yeah. And I think sometimes as church people, we may not be aware of that. Mm. There's a presence that we carry. Yes. And, There's and, a, a Cinema Network South Africa has just recognised this project. And I think we should recognise this one as well. Yes. It's called Adopt a Police Station. Wow. Where a local church adopts the local police station and police team and does the same thing. They one. build a relationship with yes. them. Yes. They pray for them. Yes. And they say, how can we help you? Exactly. And often they will help refurbish the police station, yes. which is in quite a state. Yes. And when, when those, the police teams are operating in that better environment, yes. It lifts morale. And, that's and then what, what happens? happens? Yeah. The police perform better. Exactly. And then crime reduces. And I don't think people see the, the knock-on effect of no. that kind of thing. Because in a good environment, anybody, when you come into a good environment, you automatically want to match it. You yes, know? you do. <laughs> yeah, so you, you step become, up. You just step up and you are this person that you are not and so on. You know. So I, I, I think um, for us, I, I really believe that serving mm. is what we are about as a church. And yeah. we do encourage our people to serve. And I say, look, there's more than one way to preach the gospel. Yes. Let's make... Let's make a statement for our God. Then yes. Let's do things that will pick, make people sit up and say, you know what, this God, they serve. There's got to be something about this. Yes. And that's Look how at the difference it's made. It makes a very big yeah. difference, yeah. yeah. That's great hearing about that. Now, now, whilst we're chatting, one of the, uh, the greatest honours I had last year yes. was that you invited me to come and preach yes. at the church here. Yes, yes. And, um, you know, uh, I was probably one of very few... White faces. <laughs> now, I'm used to that. I preach a lot in yeah, black Pentecostal yeah, churches. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, but, but for me, the honour of doing that in Soweto, because yes. Soweto has a, has a history. Yes. 
and, 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 and most people listening today will never have been to Soweto, mm. but they've heard of Soweto. Mm, that's right. Could that's you right. just just give us a little overview of the history yes. of, of this place and some of the tensions that have existed here and how things have moved on, if they have? Yes. Uh, Soweto, by the way, is an acronym for Southwestern Township. And uh, it's a township southwest of Johannesburg, which we, in our language, it's what our province is called, Gauteng. Gauteng means place of gold, because it's in Johannesburg where mm. mining happened, extensive mining happened. And because of the mining that was happening, black people were hired as laborers. And so this township was formed as a temporal hosting place of these black laborers. So it, it was wasn't a community before no, it was, that. No, no, it was never the meant to be a permanent place. The laborers lived here temporarily yeah, while they were working yeah. in the week. Exactly. Actually, this place here, Pinville, is among the very first places where people used to stay in tents. This place was just never meant to be habited. That is why you note the infrastructure in Soweto struggles a lot because a lot of what has happened in terms of the development of Soweto, the infrastructure thereof, was more of an afterthought or a response to the growing numbers of yeah, Soweto. And yeah. uh, it being what it was, we, I grew up very much in that time, you mm, know, being yeah. one born in the 60s, I grew up in the time of apartheid. We would have to travel from here to Soweto, from here Soweto, all the way into Johannesburg yeah. for work. Uh, when people so you were born in Soweto. I, let me. I was, we came to Soweto when I was few months old. Wow. I was born in a place called <clears throat> Western Native Township, yeah. which was, by the way, the, the, our parents were forcefully removed from there because it was closer to Johannesburg. <laughs> oh, it was closer close. to this, too close. So oh, they were gosh. forcefully removed there, <clears throat> dumped here in Soweto. So you know, in 1961, that's when we came. I was just a few months old. Yeah. So I wasn't born here, but practically all my life, this Soweto is all I know. <laughs> yeah. So we'd have to actually uh, commute by bus to go to work in Johannesburg. And on the way, we would pass some of the white areas. You know, not far from here. As you go down the road, yeah. there's a university called UJ. Mm. It used to be called Vista. Yes. Right across the road, there's a small dam, and there's a place where they used to generate electricity there. Wow. Where you have this, they call them the Mandela Towers. Yes. That's where they used to generate electricity there, using coal and whatever. Yes. Not far from there, there's an actual settlement of houses where only white people stayed who were working there. That whole area is in Soweto, but it was exclusively white. We were not allowed there. Oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> we couldn't go there. <laughs> we used to drive past that place and see white people fishing <laughs> from the river here, from the dam here, and we yeah. were not allowed there. Yeah. Yeah, no, so, yeah. so we grew up with segregation, what mm. we call apartheid, considered as third, third grade people. Uh, education was terrible. Yeah. Things were really horrible. But then to fast forward to all the challenges we've had and the pushback from black people, 1976 when it came, I was one of the, we were there, 1976 student riot. I was actually doing... Uh, what do you call it? Uh, a grade, grade ten. Yes, I was doing grade ten. I have to think because we used to use standard whatever, so I have to try and come back. I was quite young, and we yeah. were involved in the Soweto march. Yes. and when the police shot at us, thankfully we survived. Some of us, but that's when I think it was really the beginning of the turning of things. Of course. Yeah. 
over many years, the ANC and some yeah. of the other uh, liberation movements had gone underground. They were in other countries planning and, and whatever. But that brought but, things... But 1976 to, was like the... To yeah. global visibility. Yes, yes, yeah. And that's when things changed. And well, of course, if I was to go to 1994 <clears> with <throat> the coming of democracy... So it is different now, you know. We grew up in a time when there were no tart roads in Soweto. Mm. You drive around the tart roads. Yeah. Uh, there was there were areas that had no electricity yeah. in Soweto. There's the electricity now, and uh, there were no malls like Maponya Mall across the road. Mm. You know, we didn't have shops like that. Yeah. We didn't have gymnasiums. We didn't yeah. have, you know, and and so uh, from an infrastructure standpoint, it's really changed. It, yeah. it looks very good. And now and there the are of estimated. Three to five million. Five million people, people in Soweto. Yeah. Live in Soweto. They live in Soweto. It's a very lively place. <laughs> it's a very, especially on a Sunday, Grace Bible <laughs> Church. <laughs> it's a, it's a, it, and it's a good place. Soweto people are mm. good people. I can tell you that much. Mm. And uh, and very enterprising, and uh, good people to lead from a church perspective. I love yeah. Soweto people. Very innovative, but they're not an easy people. They are the pioneering type. Yeah. Uh, they are the visionary type, and if, if you don't lead them well, you're going to have problems. <laughs> <laughs> lead them well, they'll surprise you in what they can do and the kind of people they are. So, so it's, it's kept a, you on your toes. I tell you, Matt, I tell you, and, and I'm grateful because they, 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 this is what it said in South Africa. So where to set the tone for the whole country. Yes. Yeah. When we sneeze, everybody catches the call. Yeah. 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 And, 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 and recently, Cyril Ramaphosa, the president yes. of South Africa, visited you here. Yes. And uh, was uh, I, I wasn't here, but I, I was watching on social media yes. that Sunday. He came because he, he was uh, came in recognition of the work we were doing in trying to deal with the xenophobic issues that had come up in the country. Yes. Playing the role of mediator. Yeah. Also ministering to displaced communities, taking food there, counseling there, mm. being with them, mm. uh, trying to mediate between people who were fighting. We even went to an extent of having a meeting with the, the religious leaders from the diaspora to facilitate mm. a conversation. Yeah. These, these were very difficult things, I must tell you. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, we went to all areas that were affected. Yeah. I mean, from... Uh, places downtown Johannesburg where there's derelict buildings there, yeah. people living there in absolute squalor, yeah. and nobody there employed. Mm. You can almost see the despair in mm. the eyes of the people, yeah. and and you can hear the anger in their voices when they say they don't have jobs or that. Why is it that uh, it's people who are outside the country mm. who are being employed? Yeah, and and what we've learned is that this whole issue around xenophobia, you have to listen to all sides, and. And, but you must also speak truth to everybody. Yes. And, and sometimes the I truth like to that. speak, they don't like hearing. Listen to all sides, yeah. but speak truth exactly. to everybody. Exactly. And, and you know, Matt, I must say, uh, one thing I'm grateful for in our country is that at least the religious people are still respected. Yes. I have found somehow we can still manage to quell down situations that politicians, police, and other people couldn't do. But they respect us. But by the way, you must come dressed appropriately. Go to wear your clerical collar, my friend. Otherwise, they may discover halfway after they've beaten you that you're a pastor, you know. <laughs> However, I have, I'm, I'm appreciating that grace, man. Yes. I didn't understand it before. Mm. But I also have understood the responsibility on our students. Mm. Yeah. That we become the peacemakers yeah. that Jesus said we should be. Yes. 
We have we the should, Ministry of Reconciliation. We have to bring that Ministry of Reconciliation. Mm. And uh, it's not easy because we were not trained in our Bible schools to do that. No. <laughs> you have to learn as you go along. We still have some unfinished work because things are seems to have simmered down now. Mm. But uh, underground uprising, because I, when I look back, we had this type of uprisings about two, three years ago. Mm. And prior to that, we had had them two, three years before. So it goes on a cycle of three years. Yes. And that's because I don't think there's deep work that we do whilst things are okay yes. to facilitate conversations and listen to everybody. <clears throat> and, 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 you know, in the new year, this is what we'll be doing extensively. Mm. We really covered the mm. people's prayers to pray for us yeah. because we're going into uncharted territory. Some yeah. people we meet are not really nice people. Yeah. But I think when they see you listen to them, they, 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 they feel that uh, you, you, you see them as people of value and yeah. their issues matter. You know, you yeah. can't be dismissive of people. No, you, we can't not at that, all. You know, yeah. So Grace Bible Church has been an incredible agent of transformation. By God's grace, God's helped us there. We're very thankful. In this that. community of Soweto yeah. uh, and in South Africa. Yeah. And uh, it's a real privilege for you to be my guest today on the Talking Transformation podcast. And, thank and you so much. Thank you, Matt. And, and thank you as well, Matt, for the, the role that you play in our country. And, and I also really enjoy the conversations we have. I just, I want you to know you, you add much value to us in terms of, you know, understanding the kingdom agenda, mm. more so that what you are leading is so similar in many ways to what we do. Mm. And uh, we truly wish you all of God's best and we'll continue this relationship and working with you. Thank you. I really appreciate that. Thank you, Masa. Thanks a lot. Thank you. Merci.